0: Before we get started today's podcast, check out the links below here in this posting. You want to check out Life Points. Life Points, you take a bunch of surveys, you get points, you trade those points in for gift cards. It's a win-win for everyone. Let people know your opinion and get a few bucks for it as well. Click on the link below, sign up for today. You might even get, like, you know, a Twitch gift card. You can support my channel by subscribing or wherever your favorite other channel is. I mean... It's completely up to you. And of course, my friends, if you need social media management, there's no one better than SocialBee. The SocialBee is the social media management tool that enables posting across all of your profiles, including TikTok, Google My Business, Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. It has Gifly, Unsplash, Canva integrations inside the system. You can connect RSS feeds, categorize your posts, recycle old posts, Check them out, 14-day free trial, and then once you try them, like me, you'll be hooked. So check out Social B. the link is in the post below. Okay, my friends, let's get started with this podcast version of the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor. Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Colt Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome once again, my friends, to the Sariport with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, and amateur small regional banker. And welcome to AWSM Radio, an independent digital-only radio station that plays today's best music, old-school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AWSM Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, along with a variety of interesting talk and music shows throughout the day, all we do is entertain, inspire, and inform. And, my friends, I want to engage with you. I want you to be part of the conversation. So find me on the Twitter, on the Facebook, on the Instagram, uh, even on Cameo and Counter Social at Colt S. Taylor. Of course, there's ColtSebastianTaylor.com, which I should probably update one of these days. And, of course, if you've missed this show, you can always subscribe to the podcast version at anchor.fm slash Colt S. Taylor. And every once in a while, I throw on an extra story on there as well. All right, my friends, let's get started with this week's Saturday report. First up this week, my friends, banks, 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 the banks. So you may have heard last week that there's been a smidge a smidge of banking issues, Uh, two large banks in the United States uh, failed last week. Now, what happens when there is a bank failure? What does that mean? Well, banks is where you keep money, obviously, and banks use that money and loan it to other people to do things, and they pay that money back to the bank. With interest, that's how banks make their money. The more money they have, they can lend out money to other things. Now, a bank fails is when they don't have any money that they should have money. So, um, if you go to any bank, banks don't have all the money that you gave them at the moment. They're not there, okay? Uh, They are loaned out to other places. But the idea is that a bank should have enough money for the normal ins and outs of um, of banking or whatnot. So, so every day, some people bring money in, and every day, some people bring money out. Now, if everyone takes their money out at once, that can be a problem, because they don't always have the money to cover those withdrawals. It is known as a bank run, uh, because in the old days, uh, if you heard a bank was going out of business, you would run to the bank and get your money out. Uh, Back in the old days, this is prior uh, the Great Depression, if a bank failed, and you didn't get your money out, well, sorry, Charlie, you don't have any money. That's the way that, I mean, that concept today kind of just blows your mind, but yeah, that used to be, that's the way that used to be. Uh, In the 30s, in the 30s, they came up with uh, federal deposit insurance. So, uh, in the 30s, starting in the 30s, if you, the first $100,000 in a bank was insured by the government, the government would make sure you got that money back. If it was over $100,000, you're out of luck, but 100000 which covered a lot of people, a lot of people back in the 1930s, and uh, they actually recently raised it to $250,000. So if a bank failed and you had $100,000 in there, you would get that money back. The The government guaranteed you would get that money bank, back, And um, to pay for that, all the banks pay into the FDIC insurance. So they can put like a little logo on their uh, letterhead and their website that said, this bank is FDIC insured. Meaning, if we go out of business one day, your money is safe here. So why not put your money here? So just just so you have an idea of the background on this. So these two banks, uh, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, both failed last week. They had to close, and they were taken over by the federal government. Okay, now they failed for oh a variety of reasons. A of a, 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 a variety of reasons. Um, the um, one bank was heavily invested into cryptocurrency, and cryptocurrency has taken a, a bit of a dive recently. And people were worried that this bank didn't have enough money, so they started pulling the money out. I believe that was a signature bank as well. Uh, uh, Silicon Valley Bank, uh, they were getting hit by the high interest rates. And sort of some rumors uh, popped on Twitter and TikTok that they may not have their money altogether. They weren't as well capitalized as they could be. And then they said, hey, we're going to sell some stock because we need to raise $2 billion to make ends meet. And then people quickly quickly pulled their money out. Uh, there's some folks saying that Peter Thule, who is a libertarian billionaire who backed some real wackos in the last election, uh, helped kick this off, or got started more so by saying, I'm going to pull my money out of this bank, and then everybody pulled their money out of the bank. Everybody pulled their money out of the bank. And so they failed and then uh, Signature Bank failed after that. And then uh, there is some current there is some current concern that another bank called First Republic Bank is also having a hard time uh, getting a uh, hard time making ends meet. And they they aren't they haven't failed yet. They haven't failed yet, but they are getting a cash infusion by big banks and can borrowing money from the government to sort of. Uh, shore up their their books so they can handle uh, they can handle any uh, possible possible issues. Uh, it's funny speaking of First Republic Bank, they're based out of San Francisco. Uh, I have a client in San Francisco that pays me through First Republic Bank, and boy howdy, when that check showed up this week, I went to the bank and cashed it as quickly as possible. Woo! That would be. I did. I did not want to mess with that. Who boy? Uh, also, also another bank failed. So th- three, three banks failed. Uh, Silvergate Bank, which is a cryptocurrency folks, um, uh, they were hit after the bankruptcy of FTX, which was a big Ponzi cryptocurrency Ponzi scheme. Then Silicon Bank, Silicon Valley Bank, and then Signature Bank. Uh, Signature Bank being in New York City. So um, this is a bit of an issue. This is a lot of banks have been hit hard on the stock markets by this. Obviously the big banks are are, are weathering better, but regional banks, these sort of special banks um, are having a hard time recently. Um, like for example, Signature Bank, the cryptocurrency, Silicon Valley Bank, uh, they they fund a lot of tech startup startups. Um, there was a lot of concern. Now the federal government has stepped in and said that everyone who had money in Silicon Valley Bank will get all their money back. Even if you had more than 250000 dollars there, you're gonna get all your money back because they thought this was a systemic risk to the financial system. They let these if they didn't give money to these people to make whole their deposits again, they thought there'd be a lot of issues in the economy. And uh, for a day or two, there's a big concern there. Uh, One story I saw that Roku, the popular streaming service, had 25% of their money in Silicon Valley Bank, and they weren't sure if they were going to get it back. Uh, A cryptocurrency uh, called uh, a stablecoin, which, sorry, stablecoins are cryptocurrency. They're one for one. Um, Like one one stablecoin is also worth $1. They're kind of used as a... Coin that will always be worth one dollar. Well, we found out that one stable coin that was very popular, uh, had three billion dollars in Silicon Valley Bank and or Signature Bank. I don't know which one. And uh so that cryptocurrency, which normally trades at one dollar per coin, tumbled to 80 cents, lost twenty percent because people weren't sure is this coin going to crash. So the government's moving in, trying to shore these up. They are making a new program called the Bank Term Funding Program. Uh, it's an emergency loan program providing up to one year in length to banks, savings associations, credit, credit unions, and other eligible depository institutions that pledge U.S. Treasuries, agency debt, and mortgage-backed securities and other qualifying assets of collateral. So, um, yeah, so they're watching this very, very... Very carefully, Uh, the signature or the the Silicon um, uh, Silicon Valley bank uh, failure, I believe, is one of the biggest ones in the United States uh, in recent memory. I'm going to look at the list here. Uh, Oh, it is the second biggest. It is the second biggest uh, failure. Uh, in U.S. history, and Signature Bank was the third. So last week, the second and third biggest Silicon that va- s- second and third largest biggest bank failures of all time happened last week. So as you can imagine, stock market a bit, a bit rattled, a bit rattled. Uh, the all-time record, however, within in two thousand eight with Washington Mutual. They had over three hundred billion in assets at the time. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank, $209 billion, And then Signature Bank, uh, $118 billion. The fourth largest, uh, after that, only $40 billion in 1984 with the Continental Illinois National Bank and Trust, which was, at the time, one of the largest bank failures of all time. Uh, although $40, 40 billion... Um, then is worth 104 billion now just for inflation. Uh, still not as big as those last two. Pretty uh pretty whew, that's uh that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Um anyways, uh, so, you know, if you got I'm not a financial advisor. Consult your personal financial advisor, but definitely something to watch. Uh, if you have under $2500,0 in a bank, you're fine. You will get your money. You might have a day or two where you can't log in, but the folks at Signature and Silicon Valley Bank who are under that uh, that number were able to get their money out. And the government is watching this pretty, pretty carefully. But, uh, yeah, I don't usually cover financial news on the radio like this, but... Um, uh, the second and third largest bank failures in U.S. history. Uh, I made an exception. I made an exception. Okay, moving on from that probably stressful story to a happy one. Dogs, puppies. That's right. Uh, this year, the American Kennel Club announced that the Labrador has been dethr- has been dethroned. After 31 years as the top U.S. dog breed, yes, my friends, dethroned, Uh, the new top dog breed in the United States is the French Bulldog. Yes, that's right. Uh, Last week, they announced that the French Bulldog was the nation's most popular uh, purebred dog last year. Uh, however, they are, there are some critics saying that this new popularity has led to unscrupulous breeders who are breeding dogs with health problems and whatnot. Uh, they're not known for being the healthiest dog. They do need lots of exercise, but they are very popular. Uh, they uh, some are very adorable eyes. They have a sturdy push face, perked ears, world weary looking, and distinctive drool French dog. The French Bulldogs have become known uh, for. So, um, yeah. So, why has it become the number one dog? Well, according to uh, the French Bulldog Club of America, America spokesman uh, spokesperson, Patty Sosa, they're comical-friendly, loving little dogs. Uh, city-friendly with modest grooming and exercise needs. They offer a lot in a small package. Now it wasn't even a top seventy-five choice twenty-five years ago, but it has rocketed, rocketed to the top. Uh, there's also been, uh, as you may remember, Lady Gaga's uh, French Bulldogs were the subject of a kidnapping um, uh, last uh, uh, last year, the year before. I my grandmother followed that very closely. Um, last month, there was a fatal shooting of a 76-year-old South Carolina breeder, and uh, in 2021, uh, the, the Lady Gaga's uh, dogs. These dogs go for uh, a lot of money, especially the quote-unquote exotic or uh, designer breeds. Um, they, some will pay for very exotic-looking coat colors, um, but, but they are often very unhealthy. Um, if you're trying to go for like a very specific look, uh, they're prone to breathing issues, spine issues, eye, and skin conditions. Uh, the British Veterinary Association has urged people not to buy flat-faced breeds, such as Frenchies. Uh, the Netherlands are, have prohibited the breeding of short-snouted dogs, and the country's agriculture minister aims to outlaw even owning them. According to a veterinarian in Wisconsin, Carrie Schiffick, says French bulldogs can be a polarizing topic. Noting that the various breathing difficulties that they can have, um, you know, owners don't do enough research and uh, they need to be careful. But she has to herself, she says, these dogs can be very fit, can be very active. They don't need to be sedentary dogs that can't breathe. So so yeah. So um um the the rankings don't cut ca- count mixed breeds, at least for now. So such as uh, Labradoodles, Puggles, Morkies, and other designer hybrids. Uh, the top ten the top ten purebred dogs last year were in order French Bulldogs, Labrador retrievers, golden retrievers, German Shepherds, Poodles, Bulldogs, Rottweilers, Beagles, Dashhounds, and German Short Tail Pointers. I, for one, don't know why Boxers aren't on there. They're the best dogs of all. In fact, one is sleeping right next to me. Um, but, anyways, friends, if you if you're going to get any sort of dog, any sort of dog, you you really really need to research it. Make sure that it comes from a reputable breeder and whatnot. Otherwise, you're just you know, helping to support puppy mills, and the dog is not going to have a very, very, uh, a very, very fun life. So be sure, be sure, my friends, to research that. So, and then if you like dogs, the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show, and then the National Dog Show hosted by the Kennel Club of Philadelphia, are your places, your places to go, your places to go. In fact, um, uh, a frenchie named Winston took second place this year and then won the National Dog Show uh this year as well, adding to its uh popularity. And there's also some very popular celebrity owners, as I mentioned, Lady Gaga, as well as Leonardo DiCaprio, Megan, three stallions, and AOC, the rep from New York that you either really like or you think is the worst thing ever. And uh you greatly call her a bartender because you're a select dog Yokel. So, friends, French Bulldogs, now number one breed of dogs in the United States. Will they hold this record next year? I'll, I'll let you know next year. My friends, French Bulldogs may be the most popular dog in the United States, but the most popular DJ here on AWSN Radio for the probably the next 31 years as well, is my pal DC. He has three shows here on AWS, AWSM Radio, which you should definitely check out. Fridays at 9pm, it's DC live in effect. You do not want to miss out while he smashes it on the 1s and 2s, kicking the beats from South Florida every week. And then on Saturdays at 10pm, it's DC House Party Saturdays, bringing his free-selling DJing to the max. House Party Saturdays will give you the my, my, all the Miami vibe without actually having to cross the state border into Florida, which I do not recommend doing. From the top clubs to the bars, DC will bring the party to you Saturdays at 10 p.m., and then finally, once again, Sundays at 10 p.m., it's DC live in effect again. So, Just to review. Fridays at 9, DC Live in Effect. Uh, Saturdays at 10, DC, House Party Saturdays. And then Sundays at 10 p.m., DC Live in Effect. Only here, my friends, on AWSM Radio. Next up, my friends, we go to the Academy Awards as well as uh, India. Because India's uh, hit movie RRR... Won an Academy Award for Best Original Song, uh, "Natu Natu," which I'm probably saying wrong, uh, is the third is the third highest-grossing Indian film and the second highest-grossing uh, Telugu tel- film worldwide. Pretty impressive stuff. I've seen uh, clips from this movie. I, I I it's on my list of things I need to watch. But uh, it's one of the, uh, they, won, they won Best Original Song in the Academy Awards. It is pretty, pretty great. They've also won a slew of other awards. Um, uh, the Alliance of Women Film Journalists, uh, Best Non-English uh, Language Film, Atlantic Films Critics Circle, Best International Film, uh, Boston Society of Film Critics, Critics Movie Choice Awards, also Best, La- Best Song and Best foreign uh, language film and won best original song in the, at the Golden Globes. Uh, at the Hollywood Critics Association, it took best action film, best international film, best original song, best stunts, and Spotlight Award. Uh, it won several awards, the Houston Critics Society, New York Critics Online, Online Film Critics Society, the Saturn Awards, very big award for best international film, uh and um, various other regional c- film critics a slew of awards thirty four total different awards uh it has won and whatnot uh, if you are under a rock which you know maybe you are uh the movie the movie follows two fictional Indian revolutionaries their friendship and their fight against the British Raj. Which, uh, for those who may not understand how history works, India was under the British Raj until the late 1940s. So uh, it looks like a crazy, fun movie. Uh, obviously, amazing dancing, music, stunts—pretty, pretty great stuff. I've seen a few clips. I'll probably be watching it uh, this weekend. But uh, congratulations to RRR for winning best best song in um, best original song in uh, the Academy Awards. Who else were they up against, you might ask? Well, well, they were up against... I have to look it up here because I I want, I want to make sure I am getting my facts right. And... Ah, uh, that, 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 uh, yes, here we are. Best original song, RRR, R, R, of course, uh, won. And the um, other songs were... At the 95th Academy Awards, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel, RR, beat out, uh, applause from Tell It Like a Woman. Music and lyrics by Diane Warren. Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick. Music and lyrics by Lady Gaga and Blood Pop. Lift Me Up from Black Black Panther. Uh, Wakanda Forever by uh, Thames, Rihanna, Ryan Coogler, and Ludwig Um, uh, Grossassen. And this is a life from everything, everywhere, all at once by Ryan Lott, Diane, Brian, Mit and Mitsky. But uh Not Too Not Too by MM Kiravini. Uh, lyrics by Chandra Bose won Best Original Song at this year's Academy Awards. We now go to shoe news. Yes, that's right. Not uh, not I'm not saying show like um Oh, that old presenter, I don't remember his name now. Another really big shoe. Uh, but shoes, yes, actual actual shoes. Uh, this week, Nike says it will stop using kangaroo skin for its shoes. Leading to my question, holy moly, have they always used kangaroo skins? Apparently they have. I had no idea. I had no idea. But uh, Nike is going to stop using kangaroo skins for its shoes this year. Uh, weeks after a their rival Puma said they were doing the same, uh, apparently using kangaroo skin for shoes has drawn a lot of attention from consumers and animal rights activists. Uh, a campaign called "Kangaroos Aren't Shoes," uh, I guess, popped up and took a lot of uh, got a lot of attention, and will be uh, being used instead. Apparently, it's being used. It was used because I guess. Has different properties than other leather. I don't know. But um, they'll be using a proprietary synthetic material that replaces the use of kangaroo leather um, in their new Tiempo football boots. I guess being soccer. Uh, the Tiempo premier line of football boots, which is going to launch this summer, were also forgo, for, forgo kangaroo skin. The company ended its partnership with the only kangaroo leather supplier. In 2021, uh, this decision comes as a big win for animal welfare activists who have long urged companies to drop unethical practices involving uh, animal cruelty. According to the statement released by Wayne Parcell, president of the Center for a Humane Econ- Economy, says Nike's announcement is a seismic seismic event in wildlife protection. The tremors will be felt all over the world, especially in Australia. Where a mass commercial slaughter of kangaroo occurs. So um, also, also there are a lot of younger shoppers who are now shopping more consciously and are looking for more clothing companies with sustainability. In fact, Gucci's owner, Kering S.A., Italia's uh, Prada and luxury uh, luxury parka maker, uh, Canadian Goose Holdings, have all ditched the use of animal fur in their collections over the last few years. And, uh, in fact, California has not allowed products made from kangaroos to be sold or imported into the state since 1971. So, I guess those shoes had to go through other ports. So, but anyways, sorry kangaroo leather fans. Boy, those libs just take away everything that's fun in life, right? Killing kangaroos and making shoes out of them. Uh, No more kangaroo leather in Nike weeks after... Uh, Puma says it would do the same. We now go to cell phone business news. Uh, as you know, uh, hey, cell phones, right? Uh, well, this week, T-Mobile, T-Mobile announced it was acquiring the Kena Corporation, uh, which you probably don't know, but what you probably do know are their subsidiaries, Ultra Mobile, and probably but more so, Mint Mobile. Which uh, is uh, owned in part by Ryan Reynolds. That's right. Uh, t will said in a press release it will pay a 1.35 billion dollars in cash and stock to buy the company, according to CEO Mike Silvert, Mint has brought has built an incredibly successful digital direct-to-consumer business that continues to deliver for. Uh, uh, salt, saltlers on the uncarriers leading 5G network. And now we are excited to use our scale and owner's economics to help supercharge it. Uh, T Mobile is the second largest wireless company in the United States with over 110 million customers as of the end of last year and had recently just merged with Sprint. According to Mint Mobile founder and CEO David Glickman, he said, Our brands have thrived on the T Mobile network and we're thrilled that this agreement will take them even further, bringing the main benefits of 5G to more Americans. Now, uh, its spokesman and sort of uh, you know personal, per- personified uh, face of Mint Mobile is, of course, Ryan Reynolds, who owns about 20 to 25% of the company. Uh, he does the commercials, uh, takes playful shots at himself, um, has, has family members come in, uh, brought Rick Moranis out of retirement to do a commercial and whatnot. Uh, pretty, in, pretty incredible stuff. Uh, Reynolds released a statement saying, We are so happy with T Mobile. We are so happy T Mobile beat out an aggressive last minute bid from my mom, Tammy Reynolds, as we believe the excellence of the 5G network will provide a better strategic fit than my mom's slightly above average mob jong skill. <laughs> uh, so Mint Mobile uses T-Mobile's network. They are a virtual uh, cell phone company. So T-Mobile has towers. They have you know, cell phone towers. They have a network or not. But you can a, a company can create its own cell phone company and use their network to be their own towers and whatnot, so they're kind of renting out space to sell and whatnot, and uh, it, it does a lot. I mean, there's only like a few cell phone companies that have cell phone towers. Uh, T-Mobile's one, Verizon is one, AT&T is one, uh, Sprint was one, but they merged with T-Mobile, so they kind of combined their efforts, uh, but all these other cell phone companies you might see uh, online, uh, on TV or online, you know, the, uh, you know, the Boost Mobile, Uh, The track phone, those things, they all use other people's networks, but there's their own cell phone company. So they are a virtual network. So I I had I had to I had to look that up myself. I didn't quite understand the concept. But uh, anyways, Mick Mobile, Ryan Reynolds, now going to be part of T-Mobile. They released a commercial about which was uh, I'd say, pretty funny, pretty funny. That Ryan Reynolds, he's a funny guy, a real funny guy. Now, you probably ask yourself, is T-Mobile now going to buy AWSM Radio? Well, if they did, they would get a great drive-time show. It's called The Rock Sessions. That's right. That's the segue. It's uh, my pal Rock's, the beautiful, talented Rock's. It's going to make sure that your evening commute home is fun, featuring the hottest music on the charts, as well as some other surprises in between. She will make it rock rock style Monday through Friday. 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. only here, my friends, on AWSM Radio. Moving along, my friends, Thrift Stores, a great place to get used clothing, save a few bucks, get some nice things and whatnot on there, if you you like to hunt out deals and whatnot. Uh, Plenty of stores out there, like your Goodwill, um, your Liberty Stores, uh, Salvation Army. Uh, but there are also other, um, uh, there's other businesses, there's other businesses that uh, focus on high-end merchandise and whatnot that try, I mean, you probably, uh, you've probably have seen the commercials about like, oh, you go on the app and you can sell your clothes and make a few bucks to buy new clothes and whatnot. Well, a lot of, a lot of high-end retailers Uh, and fashion uh, retailers are now getting in on the game and they're partnering up with other companies to help manage uh, used uh, used clothes sales uh, as a way, obviously, to make a little bit more money and as a way to promote their sustainability and whatnot. So if you're reusing clothes, you don't need to make new clothes. You're being a more sustainable uh, company. Uh, One such company, H&M, which is known as a fast fashion retailer, uh, launched a resale program Tuesday in collaboration with ThreadUp, an online consignment platform that has partnered with dozens of brands to run their used clothing sales. H&M will be the largest retailer to work with ThreadUp, and the partnership will mark the retailer's first resale marketplace in the United States, according to Abby Cazimelli, Caz- 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 the head of sustainability for H and M North America, uh, quote: We've been working in secondhand since about 2015. Really testing and learning. And what we know is we need to make it easier to adopt. We need to make it user friendly. We need to make it easy to access. Uh, roughly 30,000 pieces of clothing will be available on H and M's resale site. Uh, ThreadUp is responsible for powering the site and restocking it with. HM pieces sent in by users. Uh, Other clothing retailers include Indexy Zara, online fashion retail Sheen. Uh, They have launched resale marketplaces as shoppers express a growing interest in sustainability initiatives. Brokerage Morningstar has estimated that the resale market could grow to $300 billion a year by 2031. That is a whole lot of money. A whole lot of money. Uh, recently, recently, however, H&M has been criticized for marketing its clothing as more eco-friendly than they actually are. Uh, a 2022 lawsuit accused H&M of greenwashing for displaying sustain- sustainability scores that falsified information on how the clothing was manufactured. Uh, the H&M spokesperson said the company was continuing to investigate irregularities in scores and remove them from the website. After a, the coalition that developed the scoring metric paused its use and whatnot. Um, some critics are saying that the effort by H&M and other large retailers to enter the resale market are undercut by the number of clothing they produce every year. Lucy Dune, a professor at the University of Minnesota, said "Fascist sustainability should include efforts to cut back on production and consumption along with other initiatives. If they're not actually producing less, it's not helping anybody, according to a statement she made. Um, but h H&M does not plan to slow down clothing launches or reduce the overall number of items it sells. We are the business that produces things, so it's not really about our volume of production. It's about how you're designing and producing it for circularity, so being used clothes. So, uh, yeah, a lot of businesses are entering this field, obviously, so they can make some more money, and uh, instead of going to the Salvation Army or Goodwill, places that use that money to help, you know, uh, people in need, uh, a lot of other companies are popping up to take those used clothes, make a few bucks on them, and make it easier to uh, sell. Now, I obviously, going on these websites, much easier to look for used clothes on a phone, rather than going through racks of clothes at your local Salvation Army, uh, hung up by volunteers and whatnot, and you can pick things from different locations, have it sent to you. There's a convenience there as well. Uh, I'm sure the Salvation Army and Goodwill had $3 billion to invest in an online management system. They'd probably spend that money elsewhere and help people and not try to make money off of used clothes. But anyways, uh, you should be seeing more of this pop up. Not surprised. Uh, is there a used pith helmet uh, app out there? No, not yet. Also, probably not much of a market for used pith helmets. Next up, my friends, some sad celebrity news. Lance Reddick, best known for his actor, best known actor for his performance of Cedric Daniels on The Wire, and his role in the John Wick franchise, has passed away this week. Uh, passed away while the announcement is coming while I'm I'm actually recording this one. dot, uh, according to Representative Mia Hansen, uh, says that Ray passed away suddenly Friday morning from natural causes. Uh, he, um, actor well known for uh, uh having intensity and gravitas. He was uh, appeared on New York Undercover, The West Wing. Um, he first auditioned for uh The Wire and for his project and he became. Uh, In New York, he auditioned for The Wire creator's David Simon's project, The Corner, an HBO miniseries that came two years before Simon's role on The Wire. Uh, While Reddick did not get that project, he did go on to be a regular on HBO's Oz, where he played an undercover detective posing as an inmate. Uh, Eventually, Simon cast him as Narcotics Narcotics Unit Lieutenant Daniels in his breakout role on The Wire. Uh, on the uh, John Wick series, he plays the concierge at the Continental, uh, called Mr. Wick. Uh, he does a great job in that. Um, he was also on the show Fringe. Uh, he was in uh, the movie, he was in the show Lost for a bit, but then got a lead role in the Fringe and had to uh, had to leave that role altogether. Uh, he was in Netflix's version of Resident Evil, as well as Amazon's Bosch. Or Bosch? 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 I don't know. Um, and recently, recently uh, he uh, did a voice of a dragon on Amazon's The Legend of Vox Machina, which is a cartoon based off a popular uh, Twitch Dungeons & Dragons show called Critical Role, which I watched because I do enjoy the Dungeons & Dragons. But uh, he played one of the big main dragons, and so I think there's a few more. I think you ho- hopefully recorded those voices for the next season whatnot. But, uh, very sad, 60 years old, very, very young, apparently of natural causes, amazing, amazing actor and whatnot. Um, he was going to be in the, uh, upcoming remake of White Men Can't Jump. Uh, he also, uh, made appearances on Young Sheldon and Key and Peel. Uh, apparently donations to his memory can be made at MomsCare.org in Baltimore, and he is survived by his wife Stephanie and children Yvonne and Christopher. So, um, once again, once again, sad, sad news. Lance Reddick of The Wire, John Wick, Legend of Vox Machina, passed away Friday morning at the age of sixty due to quote natural causes. Natural causes. Speaking of the awfulness of capitalism and whatnot, from time to time, listen, capitalism has brought us a lot of great things, also terrible sometimes. And uh, this next story highlights it very nice. So there is a YouTuber, which uh, if you're in the now, you know them. I know who it is. It's called Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast does lots of stunts, likes to give people money, make people do things for money, has some very funny, like, plays hide and seek. And if you're the last person who doesn't get found, you get $100,000. And, you know, he that's how he makes his money. He gets lots and lots and lots of views. Uh, likes to give glasses to people and does a lot of public things uh, sometimes apparently out the goodness of his heart other times uh, you know people are questioning whether or not he really means this or he's just doing it to get the YouTube views. Well earlier this month I meant to talk about this last week but I ran out of time. He has a new chocolate uh, a new chocolate uh, coming out and it is uh, called Feastables, Feastables, and um, he put out a tweet. It says, uh, "He said uh, earlier in March, says, I need your help. The next time you see Feastables at Walmart and soon to be other retailers, could you clean up the presentation and make it look better? That would make me very happy. I'm building a team to do this routinely, just need help in the short term. So he's basically asking people to work for him for free to fix displays so he can make more money. Uh, but then also there was a contest that you do a before and after picture of like before the stand and after the stand, you might win $5,000. They'll do monthly drawings and responses were mixed. Responses were mixed. Um, one Twitter user said, it's fascinating to watch the stage of capitalism where people are honored to do free work, free labor for rich people and don't care about them. And don't care about them because they feel some sort of connection and loyalty like a dog wanting a treat. Only that treat is an imagined feeling of that connection. So there were a variety of funny tweets put out there. Uh, one one was someone was taped to a, a light bulb that said, Mr. Beast, I caught this man on his shoulder. I caught this man after his shoulder brushed a feasible display and one of your chocolates fell to the ground. He's pleading for mercy, but I don't believe he's truly sorry. What should I do for them, sir? Uh, one of them uh, did a uh, did a um, did a, did a did a post where he uh, did a um, oh uh, what's that the 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 Squid Game the Squid Game uh, where like the the Japanese show where they were they were hunting people. The people were saying that is what happens when you don't reorganize uh, chocolate bars. Someone posted, uh, I will continue to destroy your chocolate displays until you pay me (laughs) $100,000. But a lot of people were doing it as well and whatnot. And some were happy to do it, posting pictures of themselves, fixing a display to make it look presentable. Um, If I would come across this... um. I'd probably knock him over. <laughs> Guys got billions of dollars. Ask me to do free stuff for you. I mean, no, no, I wouldn't do that. So that's that's kind of of a very silly thing. So if you see the festivals, if if you want to try to earn five thousand dollars you're more than happy to. But you know what? Don't demean yourself. My friends, if you're looking for a place for sports, go no further than Wednesday nights here in AWSM Radio because we've got two great shows. First up at 9 p.m., it's To the Rack with Mac. To the Rack with Mac is your go-to spot for all things basketball. Join NBA expert Mac Daddy as he brings you a full hour of high-flying hoops expertise for all things NBA Tune in Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Then at 10 p.m., it's What's Going On. What's Going On is our Fox Sports Affiliate show, providing listeners with over 150 combined years of sports knowledge, hosted by Nate Brown and his crew. They are a staple of Western New York sports the last two decades, and now they're national, and we have them here also Wednesdays at 10 p.m. So, 9 p.m., to the Rack with Mac, 10 p.m., What's Going On? Only here on AWSM Radio. And that, my friends, is just about all the time we have today for the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Remember, you can find me on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Facebook, on the Cameo, and also on counter social at Colt S. Taylor. Uh, from time to time, I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Colt S. Taylor. And, of course, if you've missed the show, catch the podcast version at anchor.fm slash Colt S. Taylor. And, of course, bookmark ColtSebastianTaylor.com. All right, my friends. Until next time, I am, of course, your friend, Colt Sebastian Taylor. And I'll see you later. And once again, thank you so much for joining me here today on the podcast version of the Saturday Port with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor. Remember, check out the links below, Life Points, taking surveys and get gift cards for giving other people your opinion, and Social be for all of your social media management needs. Until next time, I'm Colt Sebastian Taylor, and I'll see you later.